Merhaba. Hoş geldiniz. And welcome to the Dizzy Vibes podcast. I'm Ali. Hey everybody, I'm Marnie. And as you may know from our last previous episodes, unfortunately, Ray Ray is off traveling and she is not on the podcast these next couple of weeks. However, Marnie and I did mention that we had some things special coming your way. And with that being said, our first special guest of the podcast is here. And it is one of our very good friends, Kat, who we met through. We have actually no idea how we met, did, do we, Kat? We really don't. <laughs> Hi, we everybody. Were- we were trying to figure out how we started talking. We have no idea, but we got we, we grew really close and we're just like, how the heck did we meet Kat? I think it was just in the stars, you know? Yeah, it was destiny. <laughs> His destiny. I it saw was, it at Apollo. It was a <laughs> twist of fate. Oh, exactly. There we go. No, but it was because of BO. We know it was because of BO. We just, I just, I'm thinking maybe it was when I made that post for an for an 18 plus group chat. I, but I don't. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think it was then. I the hoe in me came out, and I was like, I gotta be in that GC. Exactly. And for our listeners, if you would want to follow Cat, um, her at is you can say it, Cat. Oh, it's it's dizzy ho with two e's because one was never enough. Most definitely, <laughs> exactly. Well, we're so excited to have you on, Kat. Um, you know, I know that you're also a, a watch AMI. So, good news, listeners, she will be on our AMI episode as well. So, this week is the surprise of Kat. She will be our special guest, and hopefully, we will have more special guests coming soon. Um, in the next couple of weeks, um, we're excited to have you, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to be on here. So much fun. I hope you're ready to, um, you know, just dive right into the episodes as well as thirst over Bora Bay and Ozon Bay. I'm always thirsty, so I'm ready. (laughs) Most definitely. So let's just jump right in. Um, As we are left in the beginning of the episode at the restaurant scene where Ada finally confesses to Bora that she did not graduate. But she kind of held a pause, I saw, because I think she was going to say the other secret that she had. But then she saw Tuche and decided to reveal this one. That's what I kind of got from that scene. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that when she saw Tuche, she was going, well, before she saw Tuche, she was going to actually reveal the biggest truth. But as soon as she saw her, like she just kind of reverted back into her shell. And she went with the lie that she thought was going to, well, from the lies that she said, she went with the lie that she thought was the least damaging, but she knew it was going to hurt Bora and she knew it was going to cause him to have mistrust in her. And it did because it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like, I understand that she lied about, you know, being a graduate, but I really, and I don't know if it's just me, but I really did not think that he was going to get that upset with her over it. Yeah, me too. It, it was a little like, bro, she she only lied about you, lied to you about like this one thing. But you you know her, you know you know who she is, and you know what she wants to do with her life. Why are you why are you acting this way? I okay. The worst part was when he told her. He's like, did you even write the article? He's like, I doubt you wrote the article. I think that you probably got it off of the internet. That was so frustrating. I swear, I was like, why why would she? embarrass herself in front of you and tell you to your face that it's Tuche, it's it's hers, not like Tuche's just for her to get it off the internet. Like 
and, and then the fact that she even like told him in the first episode, I was like, bro, you need you need to calm down. You can't be talking to her like that right now. It was a whole lot. It was so emotional, but we still do not know what Bora's past, right? We don't know his history with his ex-girlfriend. We don't know the lies. Like we don't know any of that. What we do know is that Bora is very big on the truth and he hates lies. And one of the things that he told Ada was that once a person lies, like once they just lie that like one time, they're going to continue to lie. And I liked what Ada replied back to him after he said that. And she told him that sometimes a person needs to make mistakes in order for them to learn and grow. And that life isn't that easy. Life isn't just like, you can just say yes or no to something, or it, it's not as, as peachy as maybe it has been for him, but for her, life has been difficult. And she's just trying to get him to kind of see her point of view, but he really, he, he just, he can't, he's so hurt. He's so upset with her and he takes back her pen. And Ray Ray says that this is their lucky charm. And I'm like, Ray Ray girl, this ain't the lucky charm right now. It really hit him hard, this lie. So she's obviously, has her walls up even more now and she knows that she probably can never tell him the actual real secret for a long time and then he tells her he's like i never want to see you again yeah but then he forgets that they live at the same house oh (laughs) (laughs) oh um yeah i forgot that too so yeah he's never gonna see her again but bro she literally is living with you so i don't want to see you all right but i'll see you in three hours okay (laughs) exactly yeah exactly exactly. borobay doesn't really think these things through once he says it so we kind of go into back to the home and um just a snippet of aslan um aslan and um teze and he's crying because teze is not pregnant as we knew from the previous episode however the cutest moment again our homegirl elif coming in and just hugging um aslan and saying it's okay and i just i love her i love elif so much she makes the show so happy and she puts a smile to my face kids and dizzy's just add something so beautiful to a dizzy like once you have a kid especially if it's like elif like it it's just the best she is the the cutest little girl ever she really is and we are lucky in this show She's one reason why I'm staying. Um, downstairs by the pool, however, things are getting a little bit, um, what what shall you say? Um, messy AF. Messy, messy AF. Um, Bora and Olive decided to drink a whole bottle of liqueur and basically just spilling their guts to one another drunkenly. Yeah, and then I started freaking out when, like, I think Ali was telling Bora, like, He's like, oh, you're just, you know, you're taking out your anger on Ada because of the whole situation that happened with Asla. Asli or Asla, I, f- I forget her name, um, which is what we're assuming is Bora's ex-girlfriend. And Bora is telling Ali, he's like, you know, she lied to me. I can't ever trust her again. And then Ali tells Bora, and this is where I was just freaking out, because he tells Bora that he found something really good with Celine and, re- and that he can trust Celine. And Bora being drunk AF, is about to spill on Celine's secret, which is that she was supposedly married, but we all know that she never was. And he is and about- thank God for the dad because he came yes, in to the rescue. Love him. Oh my God. Thank freaking God. And then these two idiots try to prove to Uncle Zafer that they're not drunk and that they can walk in a straight line and they walk right into the pool. Did you see how Bora fell into the pool? It was like 
like a tree going down like oh. he was so straight <laughs> i was like give me a bottle of whatever they're drinking please oh my god and then when he started he was like calling his dad into the pool like his hand gets was like come on dad like come into the pool baba come come and his dad's like are you crazy he's like i'm not crazy like you guys you guys are acting like you're 18 years old again grow up and just ali and, and bora just drunk drunk in the pool I loved that um, Ali was like, my uncle builds a pool, but he's never even been in it. I think that's what he whispered under his breath. And I laughed at that moment. You know, which part had me dying? It was when Ali was trying to get Bora up and he was like, why are you so heavy? You skinny. What is all this muscle? (laughs) I I don't remember seeing that part. Oh, my God. I need to go. I need to go rewatch that. I don't remember that part. I died like that man is built like a tree. He is. He's like super. <laughs> he's super tall, uh, and he's he's he has muscles. Like we need we need him in the pool with with just like his trunks on. Like we need to see that before the summer's over, at least. Speedo, please, with oh. an S on it, with an S for Superman, <laughs> <laughs> with a little cape. Oh no! Oh god. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a little too much for me but the speedos okay i can get by the speedos oh my gosh um after they get out of the pool we are flashed to ada at the skunk's apartment where she basically um realizes that she is no longer able to work at the office and she needs a way in so the only way she thinks that she can get in is by being tuche's assistant and the only way she can get to be tuche's assistant is obviously to talk to the skunk so she goes back to her old apartment and threatens to call uncle jay if rusgar doesn't get her the job and rusgar knows like based on ada's face like rusgar knows that she is not joking so he sets up like a date night it's a skunk and snake date night and rusgar no, parasite oh parasite sorry skunk and parasite date night and rusgar tells tukche that she's going to hire ada and Tukchi's like, why would I hire Ada? Like, why do you care if Ada comes back to the company? And he's like, oh, because, you know, I feel really bad for the girl. So he ends up, because, you know, Tukchi doesn't want to hire Ada. Like, they don't like each other. But Ruzgar, be- Ruzgar being just evil and a blackmailer, he also blackmails his girlfriend, Tukche into hiring Ada as his assistant. And I feel a little bit bad for Tukchi because I'm like, dude, like, you're in a really toxic relationship like this guy has so much dirt on you because that's how he blackmails her he tells her if you don't hire her i'll tell them about you paying off the restaurant manager is this because ada wants to prove that she is a good writer is that her new motive now to get back at the company or to get back in the company yeah because he he, um bora told her he's like did you write this article i don't believe you did you stole it from the internet she's like no like that was me that's my work Okay, I just wanted I think I just wanted to reiterate that that that's her motive now. Honestly, that was the best way that could have been written to like push Ada back into the company. Like not some nonsense thing, but her wanting to prove herself to him, like this is my work and I'm going to show it to you no matter what happens, even if I have to call the Turkish immigration on my own husband. Yes, like she, this girl is really like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever I can to prove that that article was mine and that I do have that talent. Yeah, like I might not be a graduate, a college grad, but I have that talent. So then we get back to Bora's house and Ada's in bed and 
that's when she gets a text message from Rosgar saying that she can start tomorrow at the company as Tuche's new assistant. So then we we go to the next day and Ada shows up at the company. And one thing that she did not expect, like sure, she was glad that, you know, she's at the company, she's Tukche's assistant. Something that she did not expect was how nice Tukche was being towards her. And it was because that's something that Ruzgar told Tukche. He said, you're going to be nice to Ada too. So Tukche is being, they're both honestly being completely fake with each other because they really don't like each other. And it's hilarious. Um, and then Ada, she goes into like the main um, room with where all the employees are. And she like sits down at the desk and she's telling the employees that this is now like, she's like, oh, this is my desk. And they called me and they begged me to come back. And that's why I'm here. Poor girl has no idea that Bora is behind her. And no one is like, I think people were trying to signal to her maybe with like their eyes. Um, but she wasn't catching on. Yeah, they were. This always happens to like a, a rom-com DZ female. Like they're saying something and then their love interest is in the back hearing everything that they're saying. Always. I can count on my hands how many times I've seen that. I love that move. It's kind of like, yes, girl, dig yourself deeper. Your man is listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is, though. Like, it's just like, you're just like, oh, my God, like, Ada, like, stop talking. And she just keeps talking smack. And the eyes don't work. Like, bro, if I, I'm not even looking at you, like, I'm in my moment yelling. What are you going to do signaling me with an eyelash? Like, I need you to point. I need <laughs> you to be like, there's a man behind you. Or else exactly. I will not see <laughs> No, and she didn't. She didn't see until she said everything she had to say. And she 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 hears all the quietness and all, all their eyes. And she even says that she's like, is Borobe behind me? And then he calls her into his office, obviously. And they're back in his office and Borobe is still upset, basically saying, I thought I got rid of you. And he kind of she kind of speaks up and he like snaps at her. And so he goes back with saying, you better check your tone. And know your role, which was like, oh, okay. Um, we get it, Borobe. You're you're the boss. Um, however, he's like, why are you here? And she says, Tuche hired me. I'm Tuche's assistant. And knowing this past episodes, how the relationship has not been the best, he thinks it's a joke, and so he starts laughing. And he calls Tuche to the office and basically says that the only way Ada can stay in the company is if she um, she proves that she's a writer. And if she can't, not only will Ada leave, but you will leave as well, Tuche. You're giving up basically your position or your your position's on, on the line for this. Yep. And that forces Tuche to actually want Ada to succeed. The amount of times that Bora said Ada's full name in that scene, I was like, bro, just marry her already. Like, I feel like we're watching a whole marriage go down. <laughs> Most definitely. I oh just my said, yeah. With the fidget spinner, not gonna lie, it was really hot. I was like, oh, okay, 2015. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love when he has like he does his fidget spinner. I think like I'm like, oh, it, it looks super hot. I feel like his fidget spinner. Like the way that it's so hot to us is the same way that in Sencha Kapama, when Sirkan does his magic tricks. I don't know if it's just me. Most might definitely, be, yes. Might be just me. Totally <laughs> agree. I get it. <laughs> I think it, it was also like the fidget spinner looked kind of sharp. So I was like, poke me in the heart, will you? <laughs> <laughs> so after that, after they find out that Tukche and Ada both have to 
I don't know, do some interview or, or, or do an article or something like that. Ada and Celine um, have a conversation and Celine asks Ada, like, you know, like, how did you come back? Like, why did you come back? And Ada tells Celine, like, I came back because I want Bora to eat his words. He told me that I didn't write the article. He doesn't believe that I could have done that. And I want to prove to him that that was me. Those were my words. That was my article. So what, when Ali, when you were saying like, oh, why is Ada back? It's like that she was telling Celine, like, that's why I'm back. It's, and and I, I really respect that about her. But I think that's a little presumptuous because um, she is also hiding a major secret. So she, like Kat said, kind of digging herself a bigger hole. Yeah, she is, actually. <laughs> I, I see what you mean. Like, yeah, that's brave. But Kat, you're, I mean, it's Kat, not sorry, Kat. <laughs> Ada, sorry, I just saw your name. Ada, you you kind of have no right because you are hiding that that other secret that's pretty big. I agree with you. She's digging herself into a deeper hole. But I like the fact that she's sticking up for her for her work and yeah it's gonna put her in a bigger mess and she's gonna have to you know answer for that mess but she's you know she's finding her voice she's sticking up for herself and that's something that i doubt that she did in those three years that she was married to ruzgar i agree too with you like um they you know you remember that conversation that boda and ada had about dreams and like um, where she really opened up to him and I think maybe she might be pretty hurt the fact that she opened up to someone like she's never really opened up to anybody and he just like at the first you know mentira lie <laughs> he kind of just threw that trust I guess but also you can you can see it like in Bora's POV also that there there's a trust there and there's like her dreams you know that's what she wanted to do and she's gotta stand up for herself even if she's gonna dig that big asshole like that dizzy fall in the hole male get her out of the hole i am so scared for when he finds out the truth like i'm i'm terrified for her because it's gonna freaking hurt man like it's gonna beat our asses with how painful it's gonna be yeah seven episodes of pain i'm just kidding i'm hoping we do not go through no that. no no please no <laughs> no like uh, a few a few not seven just a few but oh it's gonna suck ada is still missing her ring and she knows that it's still under this bookshelf under uh, where her old desk was so she goes over to try to look for it however it's like a heavy bookshelf so she can't really move it easily and of course, Bora's right behind her, you know, looking at what she's doing. And he says, Ada, what are you doing? And she's saying, oh, I'm looking for a notebook I lost. And he said, oh, does this notebook have flowers on it? And she said, yes, it does. And he says, is it pink? And she's like, oh, yeah, it is. I'm trying to look for it. I think it fell under this bookshelf. And um, she's not realizing that it's actually on her desk. And so Bora says, um, you mean this notebook? And she's like, yeah. I forgot about that. Still not able to find the ring or grab the ring. Um, so she takes the notebook and goes back to um, Tuche. And Ada kind of saying some nice words to Tuche, saying that she's nice and polite. Well, well, um, and that's what she tells Bora. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank so, you for reminding me. So Ada is telling, because he's like, oh, you should go um, to Tuche. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to my new boss who's really nice and polite. And then Bora tells her, he's like, well, weren't you just complaining and screaming about Tuche stealing your article the day before and Ada tells him she says that because Tuche made an error right and because she made a mistake that their relationship is only going to get stronger because of it because she's going to be the one to forgive her 
And I just thought like that was foreshadowing because in Ada and Bora's situation, Ada is the one committing the mistake, which is that she continues to lie to him, right? And she continues to deceive him. And Bora's biggest issue is that he it's hard for him to be able to forgive someone who lies. Once she is, you know, once she is able to learn and grow from her mistakes, and once he is able to learn and grow and forgive, it's only going to strengthen their relationship. So I, as soon as I heard Ada say that, I'm like, they're foreshadowing, like, this is exactly what's going to happen with Ada and Bora. So I know, Kat, we were saying that it's going to hurt when he finds out, but it's going to be so beautiful when they come together. I can't imagine them as a couple. Oh, they're going to be so cute. Like once all the the lies and everything get out in the open and there's really like nothing standing in between them. And like you said, the um, their connection will get stronger. It's going to be so cute. I'm going to fucking die. I mean, die. <laughs> and no, it, it's like every time we fangirl about it or just scream about it, you know, on, in our group chat, it's like, we're just waiting for them like even just a hug like that first hug like the real hug that they have i won't i'm gonna pass out like i am not going to make it and their height difference with the oh, hug please their height difference right oh dude <laughs> even when she wears heels like even when she wears like three inch heels four inch heels she is still a full head shorter than him <laughs> Yeah, and then when he's like, like he's gonna put his chin on her head, and we're all just gonna like the edits, the edits, the gifs, come, please. Oh my god, yes, it's gonna be oh, just chef's kiss. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait for it. But before we get to all of that, we're gonna have to go through the heartbreak and and the obstacle of Tuche. Oh and yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna suck, but but it'll be worth it. We now we we go to Tuche. And Tukche and Evram are, are having a conversation. And Evram tells Tukche that her biggest obstacle is that ring on her finger. And this freaking girl, she's like, well, that's not going to be a problem. She takes off the ring and she throws it into the trash. Like, okay, I know we hate Ruzgar, but why not just give him back the ring? That was horrible. Like, you don't know how much the ring was. You don't know how much this guy had to work or what, you know, what it did to his savings. Like, you just threw the ring like she just threw the ring in the trash well obviously he could afford it because he's bought in three other rings oh yeah <laughs> true she could have like pawned that shit you know taken the money you know what i'm saying that's true oh, yeah it would probably be worth i give it like a solid 20 dollars <laughs> 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 like the walmart um, ones yes but yes it was still rude um and the rings will definitely come back up later in the episode, as we know. But Bora calls everybody to a team meeting, and he announces that Peral will be his new assistant for the time being. Obviously, you could see Ada being very jealous and, like, whispering some things under her breath. And Bora's like, what did you say? And she said, oh, I just said she would be a good fit for you. And then um, they want to bring a younger audience to um, their website. And so they decide to basically get a singer who apparently is very hard to get to meet with. And um, he puts the task to Ada and 2J, basically trying to make them fail. Yeah, he's he's being really, really hard on her right now. And the, uh, he's just like a famous singer, right? That's why? 
Yeah, I guess he's like known for not really having um, interviews or anything like kind of like conservative, which is like weird because when he comes on screen, he's an ass. Like, I swear to God, like in comes Northwest, the new Kardashian sister. <laughs> okay, calm the fuck down <laughs> with your ow. But I'll talk oh. about that later. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, this guy is apparently um his name's Kuze, I believe. He's apparently this really big hot shot singer that doesn't do interviews and Bora knows this, so he gives Ada that task. So he wants her to fail, which is really sad and it breaks my heart. And Ada's like, you know what? Like, I'll do it. She's like, I can take it. Like, I'll I'll take that task. And Tuche originally doesn't want Ada to do it. But then Bora tells her, wait, he's like, so you don't believe in your own assistant? And he calls out Tuche in front of everybody. So then Tuche's like, you know what? No, like, I believe in her. She can do it. So that's what Ada's going to have to do. She's going to have to try to somehow get an interview with this hotshot pop star. Then we get to Bora's house. And it's, I didn't really, I don't get this. I don't know if you girls know what the heck is going on with at Yesemin and um bora's mom i don't why are they working together i still don't understand because they want they don't want bora and ada to be together but i understand yeah. the mom i understand bora's mom but why wouldn't aunt yesemin want ada to be with bora i think it's because of the she really like believes in that whole you have to be with your first love to have happily ever after. I think because she really believes in that, that she's just like blindsided by that. Honestly, I thought I thought this is, girl, Taze, whatever, learned from that conversation that she had with Ada about how Ada told her that she'd rather be alone with dignity than with uh, with him without dignity. I thought she learned, but like honestly, when she was like, we got to separate them, that just proved to me how much of a crackhead she is. I was like, girl, I was rooting for you. Like, what are you doing? I get you want her to be happy, but but come on. Like, come on. I think also maybe because she sees how Ada is kind of sad with Bora. Um, she doesn't see the good that Bora brings out in her or she's never seen those moments. So maybe that's also why. Okay, you know how they had, this is the part when they had that whole fight, right? Or it comes later. They have the fight in the next, like it flashed. They have a fight, yes. And we could talk about that because that's really simple um, because that's still at the house. But basically they make a, a fight because Aunt Yazin definitely wants to leave the house. And so she's trying to get um, Teze, the other Teze and Aslan to get on board of why they should leave the house. Right. <laughs> I just gotta say, like, during that entire fight, I was like, somebody cue the dolphins. <laughs> That's literally how their fight sounded. I oh swear. my I was god! Like, why oh. I couldn't hear anything, but oh my! <laughs> I'm not gonna leave. You had that ready to put. I am dying. I, I had been thinking about that since <laughs> I saw with subs, and I was like, I'm gonna have that shit ready. <laughs> oh my that god! That was perfect. <laughs> okay, sorry. I had to add that. The dolphins no, that came to attack. Um. So, yeah, so it was a dolphin fight, as Kat would put it. And the dad and, like, the other aunt are just like, what is happening? And they really don't understand what's going on. Um, but flashing back to the office, you can see that 
Touche feels trapped um, in a relationship with Ruzgard. Hmm. Shocker. And uh, because he keeps blackmailing her. But, like, they're the perfect pair because they blackmail everybody else. So, like, why not just get together? Snake attracts snake. Like, couldn't have a better couple. So then we move on to the coffee scene with Bora, Ali, Celine, and Ada. And Ali asked Bora what he wanted to talk about when they were all messy. And I can't honestly, I can't believe he remembered. But anyways, about he wanted to say something about Celine the night before. And since Celine's right there, she kind of like tenses up and she's like oh shit this man was about to spill the secrets right but thank god like Bora's he's like he's honest but he'll keep a secret you know which is gonna come back to bite them later and then Ada walks in and tells them that she's going to prepare a room for Northwest <laughs> I'm just keep calling him that because he's coming and Bora he's like honestly He's such an ass. I'm just going to put that out there. But I really love that about him. Like, he really genuinely believes that she's not going to succeed. And this is the part where they go to meet the manager am i correct yes oh yeah they go they go meet um the manager of the kuze guy which cat is calls northwest um they go meet northwest manager and i don't know if this guy was really the manager i'm still a little confused about that but basically he tells them that kuze is not there that he's not in istanbul at the moment and, and that he won't be getting back tomorrow but that he can set something up for them and Tukche and Ada leave that meeting with their heads held high, super excited because they're like, yes, we did it. We're getting an interview with him. So they're like super proud of themselves. And then we get we get girl power scene, which, yes, iconic. I love it when they do their girl power. And I just want them to be freaking friends. Like I want Tukche to just stop with her antics and just be friends with Ada same they would make such a great duo every time they're like girl power i always think of um the powerpuff girls like they just need that no selling can be their third powerpuff girl if only she wasn't fa- not not selling but if only tuche wasn't fake yes tuche is she's really something but i like i just want tuche to have a character redemption i think that her and ada would be amazing friends especially because Tukche now is experiencing what Ada experienced for three years with Ruzkar. And I'm hoping that maybe in the future, this is a lesson learned for Tukche, as Ada said um, a few scenes ago, where people need to learn from their mistakes and people need to forgive in order to grow and that relationship strengthens. I'm hoping that that also is what happens with Tukche and Ada's relationship, where Ada can forgive Tukche and Tukche can learn and grow. But we'll see. I mean, I, at this point, it's like very little hope, but I'm still going to pull through for that like girl power relationship. And I just want them to be besties. Like I want Ada, Celine, and Tuche to be besties. That might be a theory of ours of them being besties, but I hope so too. I think that, like you said, um, she's experiencing what Ada was experiencing with Ruzgard. So hopefully she doesn't take advantage of that moment and use it and like I maybe try to realize what shoes Ada was in because Ruzgar is there. I mean, excuse me, because Tuche is there right now. Um, speaking of the skunk, he actually is able to find the ring at the office um, because he 
drops something like a pen or something like that and reaches under the bookshelf. And so he finds the ring um, that Hada wasn't able to get in like the past two episodes. And he thinks that the ring is Tuche's because previous to that, Tuche did not have her ring on. And so and I think she lied saying she lost it. So she thought he thought that that was her ring. However, duh, dummy, you have, you know, multiple rings at your disposal. You should have read inside that it said Rusegard and Ada. So he gives the ring to Tuche and Tuche's like, yay, I, you found it and puts it on. However, she thinks that uh, Tuche thinks that Rusegard is hiding something and she wants to find it out, find out what it is. Again, they're made they're a match made in heaven for one another, those two. And Ada and Bora then are talking in the office. She was talking about how she was able to schedule a meeting with the Kuraz dude, or uh, what did you call him? Northwest. Um, Northwest, as Kat calls him. Um, however, Bora's like, I think you met with the wrong manager. And they're like, No, we didn't. We didn't meet with the wrong manager. We we got the right manager and he's just coming into town. And he's like, well, have you checked his basically like, did you check his social media? And she was like, what? And it turns out that the guy was actually in town. In this moment, though, however, Peral comes in to the office because the custodian found another ring, which I believe is Tuche's ring because it was in the trash and brings it into the office and says, oh, I found your ring because Ada was looking for her ring in last week's episode. Um, However, the sub stopped for me on this moment, so I do not know what the whole conversation was. For the well, last- lu- luckily, our friend Yas, thank you so much, Yas, for coming through for us. Um, Yas told us that Ada's excuse to Bora when Pearl gave Ada the ring was that it was her grandmother's ring. So it's like a hand-me-down, like it's like a family heirloom ring. That's her excuse. And I'm like, girl, that's another freaking lie. Like, you just keep lying and lying. And it's just, it's going to get so much worse. You know what's kind of confusing? Thinking about that ring, if Ruzgad put it on Tuche and didn't realize that it was Ada's ring, how, are they the exact same? Like, I never looked close enough to notice if they were the exact same ring because how do you get them confused unless they're, they look exactly the same and, like, the only difference is a, a great engraving, right? Yeah, no. So, Otto notices it that the ring isn't hers. It does look very similar to Tuche's first ring, um, but she noticed it because on Otto's ring, it had Rusegard and Otto engraved in it. And so she knows. But yeah, Rusegard is dumb and he doesn't understand anything. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we just hate him that much. We're like, dude, like, how the heck are you not realizing that it's like, look at the ring, like, pay attention to it. Like, you slipped up. You gave Tuche the freaking ring that has your initials or your names with Ada. It's like, come on, bro. Like, do better. Like, you already you already suck, but just do better. <laughs> He's exactly. literally the definition of you only had one job. Oh. <laughs> literally that man, I swear. That yep. is definitely him. 100%. Because Ada notices that that is not her ring. And she's like, oh, my freaking God. What the heck? So she goes to Tuche's office because Ada is smart. She knows. She looks at Tuche's finger ring and she's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, Tuche has my ring. How the heck am I going to be able to get that ring off of Tuche and put this ring on her? It's a whole mess. Can I just go back just a little bit to when they were in the office and Bora starts praising his Piro? Piro? How do you say her name? I don't know. I'm just call her Lady P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, 
<laughs> he starts praising Lady P over her just wanting to do a lost and found. And he's like, what a great assistant, like Janam assistant, you know, I like what big brain energy you have. And then she walks out and others like, if I said that, and then she's like, ah, never mind, never mind. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Like, all she was going to do was a lost and found. And he's over here like, yes, I love it. He's like, you're a genius, Pearl. Like, absolutely wonderful. Best assistant ever. And he's only saying that, like, Pearl could have told him that she bought a new thing, a bottle of mustard or something. And he would have thought she was the most perfect person at, or perfect assistant at that, at that moment. It was so funny. And then you can see how, like, when she pulls out the ring and she tells other, oh, I found your ring. Bora goes from, like, thinking he's greater, you know, to, like, jealous Bora in 0.1 seconds. Like, whose ring? Whose ring? Huh? Huh? Where'd that ring come from? That's your ring? What? 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 <laughs> your impersonations of Bora or something else, Kat. <laughs> They're great. Um. We then go back to, well, Ada and Bora arrive at the Bora Bay's house. Um, they don't really understand. Wait, sorry, hold on. It was, yeah, so there's still no subs, so we kind of had a guess. Um, but they just went back home for the evening. And then at back at the office, however, Allie drops her present off for Celine at the cafe area. And the custodians accidentally move it to Lady P's desk, um, thinking it was left by accident. So... We all know that's something that's about to go down. And um, back at Borobay's house, Ada and Tuche uh, are FaceTiming about their game plan. And Larnie, you tagged me or you tweeted at me and said that is you and I, which is so true. Because you and I literally fall asleep at the phone. That's I yeah. did that the first time I Zoomed with um, Marnie. Kat, if you want to know, I fell asleep on the Zoom. Oh my god, that, that night was just hilarious. But that's when I, I, when I saw this scene, when I saw Tuche and Ada on FaceTime and then Ada falls asleep. I'm like, oh my God, this is totally Ali. And Tukche was even like, am I working? I don't know if Tukche, this is the thing with Tukche. Sometimes I feel like she's sympathetic towards Ada. And then sometimes she's like a freaking witch to Ada. Because like Tukche, she even told her that she like spoke to herself. She's like, am I working her too hard? And she kind of smiled when she saw Ada asleep. Like she didn't smile like in an evil way. She kind of smiled like, oh, like she's sleeping. I was like, girl, like, come on, just be her friend, be a good person. And you see their friendship. I would. I don't even know if you would call it a friendship or workship, whatever you call it. Happen team team. Uh, what am I trying to say? Then being girl a power. team. Yeah, girl power more in this episode. So I don't know. Like again, motives. Tuche, what are they? And then we get to the next morning, and Ada looks bomb AF. She's wearing like this cute little sports bra. She has on like some little like some sweats, and she just looks adorable. And she looks hot. And Bora looked good. And I'm just like, why can't they just kiss like Bora? Just like freaking let's grab her, push her to the mirror and just kiss her. And like, I'm like, that's how like deprived I am of them. Cause they're just so hot and you just want them to just freaking like get it on. But it doesn't, of course. And Bora and Ada have a conversation and Ada tells him, cause she's like, she's go, her and Tuche made a plan. This is why they were FaceTiming at night. They made a plan to go meet with Kuze to try to convince him to do an interview with them. So they're going to go running. But before that, Bora has a conversation with Ada. And Ada's telling him, Bora, like, just trust me a little. And he tells her, I, how can I trust you ever again? Like, I don't trust you. 
And I'm like, Ugh. like they keep stabbing me in the heart and in the freaking butt. Like it's a lot for me. Honestly, I was like, I felt so bad for her. Like he could at least have like a little tiny, tiny bit of hope, you know, a little like may like a we'll see, you know, that kind of hope. But he's like, no, I don't trust you. Kiss my ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If there's a line, sign me up. <laughs> exactly. We'll be the first ones, cat. But I just like that's what I'm like, dude. Like, just when are they gonna tell us his backstory? Because he was like, he's being like a little too much this episode with like how much he's like, I don't trust her. I don't believe in her. She's gonna fail. Like, I'm like, dude, like stop. Yeah, I really want to know what this like. Her name's Usley, right? I really want to know what she did to him. Like, it really had to be pretty bad for him to just one lie like that. Because even Ali says, like, okay, so she didn't finish. Like, why are you making... This was, like, a, a while ago in the episode where he was like, why are you making such a big deal out of it? Like, you're putting so much pressure on her. But if it was anyone else, you wouldn't really... You'd be like, okay, fine, go finish your studies and you can come back. But he... Well, because we all know, Bora loves... Other, like we all fucking know that we all freaking know that sorry no you're good <laughs> but i don't know he's just putting i need to see why he's like that what what did this lady do to him no i do want a backstory i do because it's really hard to be like bora okay i get it but why what's your backstory here the fact that we still know so little about bora's past it's like i really really want to know what this girl his past girlfriend did to him or what his experience was with her and i think the reason why he's being like super extra right now with ada he's being like you know i'm not trusting her like you know she deserves this because one of the things that he tells ali i think back at the coffee scene um ali was asking him and, and i'm sorry that i'm going you know back to the coffee scene but i just i just wanted to 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 kind of like point this out um one of the things that ali tells him why are you just like doing so much like you know she's not going to be able to get this kuze guy like it's going to be almost impossible for her to do it and bora's like yeah i know but she deserves that you know like basically saying she deserves to to kind of answer for her lies she sh for her lies she deserves to kind of go through this because of you know all the deceivements that she did so i'm like dude like what did your ex-girlfriend do to you because like kat was saying we all know that bora is so in love with ada and he is so incredibly hurt by her because he actually saw a future with her. He saw he was he was breaking down those walls, right? He was trying to let her in and he was disappointed. He was disappointed in her. But most importantly, I think he was disappointed in himself. And he's just like he's taking out. And like Ali said, he's taking out his anger on Ada. And he's really doing a lot right now. But our girl Ada, we know she pulls through. Um then we go um, back to the office and we're with Pearl, um, Lady P. And she sees the gift that Ali had left for Celine. Um, but it has now found its way to her desk because the custodian lady just assumed that someone left it there by accident. She's like, hey, let me put it on the secretary's desk. So she opens it and it's a mirror. And I think Ali wrote his own poem for Celine. And it was so cute and so adorable. And I was so sad that Pearl was the one that opened it. And she's like, she's like, Ali Bay. She's like, huh, Ali Bay. And I'm like, girl, you never even like paid this guy any attention. 
you, you didn't even probably notice him, but I guess, you know, I, I guess she, you know, appreciated the fact that he, he, she thought he gave her a gift. So she opens the presents and sees that it's a mirror and she reads the note and obviously it says from Allie. And so she gets really excited and Ollie comes up to her saying, oh, that wasn't meant for you. But before he could get that out, basically she says, oh, nobody has ever given me a gift before. I really appreciate it. And Ollie's just kind of stuck there with his um like a stick and you could see Celine um across the hall and she even says Ollie like what are you doing basically and she gets jealous I just felt so bad because Pharaoh opened her gift and imagine if we we were to have been able to see Celine read the note like as soon as she got the gift it would have been so cute I love those types of misunderstandings so much it's like what this man gave me a present like i knew he looked at me some type of way like when he told me to get his coffee i was like yes <laughs> wait peril or saline oh lady p <laughs> oh yeah la but lady p never even um like she didn't even i don't even think she like noticed him in that way but i guess like it, it meant a lot to her that he got her a gift so I mean, it was sweet that she thought that, but I'm like, girl, that ain't for you. That's for his girl, Celine. And yeah, Celine gets really jealous. So in the foresty trails, um, Ada and Tuche go running to try and find Northwest. And Ada, honestly, I am Ada when it comes to any type of physical exercise. I can't, I hate running. Like, I only run from responsibility, and that's about it. But, like, I love when she, when she tells Tucha, she's like, Tucha, wait for me. Like, how do you do this all the time? Poor Ada, she's just like, like, kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they, when they see um, Kuze, aka Northwest, like on the tree, like doing, I think, like standing push ups. Yeah, and I was like, he's air humping the tree. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> sir. You're in the middle of like he's really like that poor tree. I felt so bad. And then um <laughs> the echo. Can I just talk about the echo? It it didn't seem like like that that forest was very echoey and she was Tuche, all she had to say was, so that's Northwest, and all the people, like, ran to him. The one that stood out the most to me was, I don't know if you guys saw it, but there was a lady who literally jumped on top of him. Oh, yeah, I noticed her quick. Yeah, and I was like, that would be me if I ever saw Bora, aka I touch. Yep. <laughs> I'd be, girl, i jump on your back when you're already on his, so... <laughs> That'd be both of us right there. We'll go down together. Oh, no, we're not going down. He is built, like you said, Kat. He is built like a tree, and he could hold us up. It'd yep. be beautiful. Superman? You I know. Lewis Lane's over here. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so Tuche and Ada team up, and basically Tuche leads the herd of girls on a run. What did she say? The inspector or something? I don't remember what Ada called herself. Like a parking inspector or so yeah, I, something like, like that. that and so tuche takes the group of girls away and she's talking to um northwest as we're gonna call him and basically saying hi we want to do an interview and he says i don't do interviews and she says i know but this is with the most popular website in turkey 
turkey it's it's really big and he's like again i don't do interviews and so she's trying to talk with him and she says if you don't do this interview i'm gonna call your name basically out loud blackmailing him a bunch of blackmailing in the show it's really really nice to see um (laughs) and and she she's almost about to say his name so she's like whispering it and her whispers are getting louder and louder and he finally says fine i'll do it but he likes that like he even tells her he's like you're kind of crazy huh he's like i like that and then he starts going like how does he do it cat um did he do ow <laughs> ow he goes ow and then Ada starts going ow ow and he's like i'm like oh god is this like i my mind went to something else i'm like is this how he is in bed like just probably just weird just weird just gives me those weird vibes my thing is he didn't look so bad in his workout gear but in the next scene when he comes to the office i'm like what are you wearing (laughs) (laughs) no really what was he wearing and then uh, at the party itself i was like dude whoever dressed you what (laughs) um but that's what happens they go back to the office um ada and tuche get to serve the news to bora that they did book an interview and that he will be coming shortly and Boris kind of doesn't believe it until the guy walks into the office like, oh, Mr. Cool. And Bora gets up right away and puts his hand out to shake um, Northwest's hand. But the guy kind of really ignores Bora. And you can see Bora is getting very angry by this. Yeah. And Ada's like looking between um, Northwest and Bora, Bora. And she's like, oh, she's like, oh, crap. She's like, she already knows like this is not going to be good between them. Honestly, it only took um, Kuze, like, opening his mouth to ruin everything. Like, bro, you were fine. Like, just keep your mouth. And then when he didn't shake his hand, yeah, I was like, bro, no, that is so disrespectful. Like, you're not just going to come up in here and disrespect our Bora Beijing like that. Nope. Nobody. No, nobody disrespects our Bora like that. And especially this freaking dude. But it just gets worse from there. Because then... We have the interview and Ada is interviewing Akuze and you can just see like Bora is just so jealous. He is being such a grump. He has like the most sour expression on his face. He does not want to be here. He does not want Ada to be talking to this man. And like, I think this is when I I think like Akuze, I think he probably starts doing his little woos there at the office because like Rosgar does like this expression. And I think that's like all of our faces Anytime Kuze opens his mouth. And the worst thing that this man said was Ada asked him, she says, what, where, what do you see? Like, where do you see yourself in the future? And Kuze tells her, he's like, that it's best for him not to answer that question here. And Bora Bay, like Jalice Bora Bay gets activated real quick. And he starts clapping his hand. He's like, no, he's like, just say it, just say it. Like, tell me right now, tell, you know, tell everybody to the office right now. Just say it, just say it. He's clapping his hands. And, like, everybody's kind of like, whoa, like, what the heck? Like, oh, my God. I was just like, oh, my God, Bora, like, you were so hot. Can I just say that Ada told the Northwest that um, this wasn't going to be, like, a normal interview. And then the interview happened, and it was exactly like a normal interview. So I don't know what she was trying to play at. Maybe she lied. (laughs) Of course. She's good at that, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Ada. But, you know, our, our angel is a little liar. Which is okay because she's going to learn from it. And then this is when I think correct. Wait. Yeah. Is this the part where Kuze puts like his hand on Bora's shoulder? Yes. So the interview is over and they're talking and Bora's like, yeah, about the broom thing. That was cool. 
And then he puts his hand on um, his shoulder, like trying to relieve some tension. Ooh, and that was and- not relieving tension. That just spiked Boris' tension some more. I, I honestly thought that a fight was going to break out in that moment. I was like, this man did not touch him. He's going to beat his ass. Like, Bora is already red. Like, you know that song where everybody uses and it's like, I see red? Like, I do see red. I see red in his ears, in his forehead, in his <laughs> eyes. Like, that man is about to explode and he's like, going to touch him right now. I don't Ooh, know. And, and Ada leads, like, Ada, I think that's when Ada, like, um, leads Kuze away from Bora because she's like, "Yep, she's like this guy. Bora's gonna beat his butt right now. Like she, he is gonna whip his ass." And that's when Kuze invites Ada to a party, and you just hear Bora coughing in the back, and he's just like, you know, trying to signal to Ada in any way he can to like say no, but Ada does not say no. Jealous Bora is so hot. Like, you know how when he did that, when he was coughing and he grabbed his like tie, and I was like, yes, take oh. it off. <laughs> Anytime he adjusts his like his collar, his tie, I'm just like, oh my God. Take it off. Take it take off. Take it off. Take <laughs> it off. It is so good. Like, oh, this, these little like these little na- like knickknacks to him, like these little like qualities that he do. It's like it makes Bora Bora. So Ada being the good host she is, or the good interviewer, takes Kuze outside and before Kuze leaves he asked Ada are you and that man lovers and she said who Borave and he said yes and she basically is like no 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 he's my boss or he was my boss and she said why do you ask of this and he says oh I can see jealous in his eyes and she's still like a- shocked by this and we're like okay Ada could you not see it like anybody could see it from a mile away but she doesn't see it and um then cruze says i'll see you at my party and then there's this little woohoo or howling or whatever and out of there i think he blew her a kiss or something right yeah yeah and then in the car he did his like woohoo oh god this dude this freaking dude um okay so bora he like he honestly storms up into tuche's office and is like Girl, you better clear up that schedule because I know where you're going to be tonight. You're going with Ada and you're not going to leave her alone. Um, and even like Tucha like knows, like Ali said, everybody knows that there's something there. Even Northwest with the two brain cells can see. But he, Bora's like, <laughs> Bora says, um, he says, what does that have to do with anything? And I immediately thought of Ozan. It was like clowns. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that is Ozan because that's Ozan always tells that to Ezra. Yeah, I was like, this man, he's so jealous, and he's just like, girl, you better go with her. I'm not leaving my girl Ada alone with that man. And this is where Tukche really gets her suspicions, like even more with Bora and Ada, because she's like, why are you giving so much importance to what Ada does? And that's when he's like, yeah, he's like, well, what is it to you? Like, just go with her. Like, this is your job. She's your assistant. Just go with her. So Tushay's like, fine, I'm just going to have to go with her. Um, and then we get this quick scene with um, Lady P, Celine, and Ali. Celine and Lady P get into this fight because Celine breaks the mirror because um, she's jealous. And Ali comes and Ali tells him, he's like, that mirror was for Celine. Like, that gift was for Celine. And I mean, I did feel bad for Lady P because you just see like her face drop 
But then, like, Celine, you just see her. She's, like, so happy. And she reads, like, the poem that Ali put in the in the gift for her. And they're just so cute. Like, Ali and Celine are so, so cute. And then we get to the Oral-B advertisement. And I got really excited when I saw this. Because, one, it was all about Bora. And he was brushing his beautiful teeth. And, two, normally advertisements mean that something big is going to happen. So I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say that there's going to be a kiss by episode 10. Kiss Var by episode 10. Let's manifest this. Kiss Var. I'm lighting my candles as we speak. So after the Oral-B advertisement, Ada barges into the bathroom. And Bora's basically like, excuse me. And Ada's saying that her aunt is using the bathroom. And knowing that they live in a mansion, Bora's basically looking at her like, we have 10 other bathrooms that you can use. Um, and she just kind of ignores it and starts doing her makeup. Well, Bora says something not so nice to her again. And she's like, fine, then I'll just go. I'll just go to another bathroom and starts collecting it. And um, basically, this is kind of like a scene in the future when they're together, like getting ready for work because um, he starts shaving and she tries to do her makeup and they're just like arguing and having a fight. So I definitely saw like a future of them in this scene. Um, but before Bora Bay could start shaving, Ada had to point out that he still left the cap on because he was like so distracted by her. She called him out. Like, she's like, you weren't even shaving. He's like, yes, I was. I was just about to. She's like, ah. And he's like, don't. He's like, what do you say? Don't make fun of me. Or he's like, don't don't make those noises at me. And, like, they're married. Like, they are so married. That scene was so domestic and so cute. And I honestly love how they are just, like, she was just making fun of him and didn't even give a beep. <laughs> and then when he, like, she was about to leave, too. Because she's like, fine, because he was like, there's other restrooms, like, you can go use one of the other ones. She's like, fine. So she's like, she's collecting her her makeup. And she's about to walk out and he like grabs her to hold her back. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like, just stay. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, why do you guys have to take my heart each time you guys are together? Well, then she says, I don't need makeup to go to this party and um, heads out for the party. Well, Bora Bay obviously cannot leave her alone. So he follows her outside and basically is like trying to get all the details on this party. And he she says, I don't does he he say I don't like I don't like to mix work and personal life. Or does she say that he says that. So he's 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 telling because he's trying to figure out what, you know, the details, you said, Ali, the details of this party. And he she's like asking, like, why are you trying to figure this out? He's like, Ali, you know, I don't like to mix like my personal life with my work life. And I don't know what something like that. And she goes, but Borobe, you're mixing personal life and work life right now. And I love this, what Ada's saying, because Ada tells him, and I was screaming because I absolutely loved it. She tells him, she's like, you might be like, you know, because e- even though she's to Chase's assistant, Bora still owns the majority of the shares of the company. So he is the overall boss. So yeah, he is still her boss. So she tells him, I'm not going to answer to you outside of working hours. Um, She's like, even if I'm at your home, like, She's like, I'm not, I don't have to answer to you. I don't have to tell you where I'm going. I don't have to ask you for permission for anything outside of work. She's like, when it comes to my life, I'm the boss of my own life. And I was like, yes, queen, like you freaking tell him. I love that about uh, that. Like we could have had 10 episodes of her trying to get Ruzgad back. But no, we have her at episode eight knowing like she's the baddest bee of them all and no one else is gonna tell her how to live her life they can all go kiss my peach (laughs) (laughs) 
And we love that. No, that makes so much sense. Like, I'm so glad that she isn't chasing Rusegard. I'm so glad that she learned early on that he was a piece of crap. Well, early on is in Dizzy Dizzyland early on um, and is not playing with his games anymore. No, yeah, she's she's completely done with him. She knows her worth. She knows her value. And she's just like, screw this guy, which good. I'm glad that, you know, all of us are so glad that she sees it. And I like that she did tell Bora that where she was just like, I'm not going to have I don't have to ask you for permission. I don't have to tell you where I'm going. Like, I'm in charge of my own life. You know, I'm the one who makes my decisions. And so she leaves and she goes to that party. And I just wanted to say this. I usually love like every single look that Bora has. Like I thirst over that man all the time. But I hated how he looked in that royal blue shirt. Like I don't think he looked good in it. I don't know if you girls thought the same. I totally agree. I was like, was bring back. Yeah, yeah. It was polo. And it was kind of long. Like it wasn't tucked in. It was just like, it was very loose fitted on him and long. And it looked very like lanky. It just, it wasn't his best. And he usually like always looked in, good. Yeah, I like him in comfortable clothes more. That's just my style. Otto goes to the party. Tuche has been waiting for her there. And the guy's like all over Tuche um, with his arms wrapped around her. And she's like, she basically sees Ada and she's like, oh my gosh, thank you that you're here. Like her saving grace in that moment. And Northwest being the weirdo he is, is like doing all these weird things and saying some weird stuff. And the girls are like, yeah, okay. And uh, um, he leaves because he sees another girl come up next to him. And Ada and Atuche are just like, let's just sit over here for 30 minutes and then we'll leave. If I walked into that party and I saw that vibe... I would have immediately walked out. I would be like, oh, heck no. This looks like a cult. It looks weird. And then <laughs> Kuze says something like, I think he like tells Tukchir, he tells Ada, he's like, oh, come meet, I don't know, Samantha. He's like, come meet Samantha. And he's like, this is the J-Lo of our group. And I looked at that girl, I'm like, she looks nothing like J-Lo. Like, what the heck? <laughs> that is... <laughs> I'm sorry, that is so funny. I was dying when they like, they walked away and um well actually no before that when they're talking about the tree and how kuze named the tree ada and he's getting closer to them and they're getting trying to get farther away from him like do not touch me sir like and they leave and then ada she she like she's like oh my god i wish i can save everybody here right now <laughs> yeah, it was just oh man yeah they they just stood there just to be well, because they were already there, so like we, you know, we don't want to leave. Let's just give it thirty minutes, and then we'll go and get away from here because this place is really creepy. Which I don't blame them. And then we cut to Ruzgar and Bora crashing the party, and they came to get their girls. And I, oh my god, this scene was just absolutely everything. Cat, I, I know you love this scene. I do. When, when. Um, I, I just thought it was pretty funny how, like, Tuche and Ada were about to leave, and they were really uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, you just see Bora and Ruzgad coming out of nowhere, and, and Ada's like, I thought you were invited. Like, why are you crashing a party? Go away. And that's when he told her, he's just like, what, you're not happy to see me? Like, you don't want me to be here? And you can tell, like, just Bora is so jealous. He's still, he's still asking her, like, why did you come? Like, why, why did you want to come? And then he and Ada go sit down. And Ada is just, like, awkwardly clapping, sitting down, like, to the music. And she's, like, looking at Rusgar 
give Tukche another ring, which is, I think he like, I, I don't really know what the excuse was that he gave her, why he was giving her another ring. All I know is that he had to act like it was an, a new ring um, because he needed the ring that she was currently wearing because that's actually the Ada's ring with the initials, with the names. So Tukche accepts the ring. Um, he gets back the ring that has his name and Ada's name. And then this dude, Kuze, says that he has a song that he wrote for a special girl that he met that day. And all I know is that Bora sang our panties off last time. My panties were well intact. Nothing happened. I was cringing the whole time. It was so weird. He was talking about a horse. A foal. <laughs> panties was- drier than the Sahara Desert. Oh my just god. gotta say that. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know what this guy was singing. I don't I, I, I mean, this guy must use a lot of autotune because his voice was bad. And then he like extends his guitar to Ada so like she could start tapping it, I guess. Or starts clapping at it. (laughs) (laughs) He starts clapping it. He's like trying to push him away. And oh my god, it was absolutely hilarious. I love like the noises he was making when he was reaching for the guitar. He was like, (laughs) 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 and then others over there like closing her jacket. Like, oh my god, this is gross. I know. Oh my god! Like oh, that scene was absolutely like you didn't even need subs for that scene for to be cracking up. It was so funny. My favorite part is how everyone else like just accepted how bad it was, and they were all like, "Yes, clap, clap!" And Bora's right there about to explode, <laughs> and other and Ruzgad and Tuchero like, "Oh my god, what is this man doing?" I felt genuinely secondhand embarrassment. I could not watch. It was too much. And like Tuchero's face too when she was looking between like Ada and Kuze, she was just like, "What the heck is this?" Then after that horrible horrible song, um Bora tells Ada that they should leave. And one thing that I loved is they went from like he went from like, "Oh, like you or I or something like that" to us. Cause he's like, oh, this isn't this isn't a place that's suitable for us. And I'm like, oh my god, he said us. Like, oh, <laughs> we're making progress. Yay! I became we. It was so cute. I mean, but then they got into a fight right after because he was telling her he was, you know, telling her again, why did you come? Stuff like that. And one thing that I picked up on was when they get into their argument, Ada tells him that she doesn't understand him. She's like, I don't understand you, and I refuse to understand you. And he tells her, he goes, he goes, you don't understand me at all, Ada. You don't understand at all. But maybe one day you will. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ada. Like, girl, open your eyes and open, like, like, open your ears. Because this man, like, even, like, everybody, even the freaking Northwest Kuze dumb dude knows that Bora is jealous of you. Like, why would he be jealous of you, Ada, if he wasn't interested in you? And then, like, somewhere when they were arguing, too, he was... There was something like, if I would have told you earlier, you would have still fired me. I think Ada tells him that. And then he, he says, yeah, but I wouldn't be so upset about it. And then he corrects it himself. And he's like, I mean, mad about it. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you said it, you said it. Like, say it with all the letters. You were upset. Say it with your chest. Yes. Yeah. With that big chest. Those veins. <laughs> oh, my God. The veins. The veins. Um, 
can I just say I know there's so much toxicity in that for, uh, in the for in the quad of them like Bora, Ada, Tuche, and Rizgard, but I just love them as a quad. Like uh, when they started fighting, and Bora's like, "She's crazy, he's crazy, she's crazy, and I'm crazy." I freaking lost it at that fight scene. Oh, that was such a good scene because it's so when when Bora and Ada are having their argument. Of course, Kuze wants to get Ada's attention. So he's like calling Ada over. And then Bora's like, now, like, he's like, no, we're talking. And then Kuze goes, oh, ho, ho. he's like, Sakano, bro. And I'm like, dude, like, just you opening your mouth. Like, what the heck? And then Bora's like, it's not bro, it's Borabe. And then they get into that fight that we all love. And I just want to say, I think when well first of all it was hot watching bora and rusgar fight but rusgar did something for me in that moment and i think he did something for tuche because she looked at him and i felt like she was reevaluating whether her engagement with this guy could actually work because he looked bomb af fighting with these guys that yeah but then she almost sprayed him with the pepper spray Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's. I think she was just in the moment. She didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. Then Ada's like yeah. Bora. She's like Ada. She's like Tuche. That's Riscard. He's cool. He's not our team. <laughs> He's one of ours. <laughs> He's one of us. Um. And then um, Bora and obviously Ada are back at the Bora base house because they lived there. And Ada's all worried about Bora because he did get wounded in the fight and saying that he needs to take care of it. Um. Again, another domestic moment. And no, no, this was a missed opportunity completely. Well, it was Definitely. a domestic moment until he said no, because well, she's all I, worried for him. Yeah, I, I was hoping. I know. Okay, Bora did say he's just like no, like I'm fine, like I can take care of it myself. But I was hoping that there was gonna be a moment where maybe throughout the night, Ada would go check up on Bora and she would like attend to his wounds or something, you know, and like have that cute moment, like. I love that trope, and I know a lot of other people love that trope. And I was just like, okay, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And it didn't happen. It honestly was, yeah, it was so missed. Ugh. And it, imagine if like they sat at the table and he was like, like with his sandwich right there and looking up at her, like clean his wounds. <laughs> that would have been so cute. But no, the family came in and ruined it. <laughs> they did, but but we did have a a. Really nice scene between Bora and his dad. And his dad was giving Bora some advice about love. And I loved it when Bora's dad told him. He's like, because he knows. Like, he knows Bora is very closed off. He knows that he is afraid to experience anything with Ada because of his past. And I loved it when he told his son. He goes, like, "I I understand your experience. I understand what you went through. But not all people are identical. And he tells me to give yourself a chance. And I'm like, Bora, listen to your dad. He's giving you such good advice. And then we have Ada's aunt who gives, like, I don't think she gives her advice. She just also brings forward um, to Ada's attention that why would Bora get into a fight for you if he didn't feel something for you? Like, she's like, he fought for you because he's jealous. Like, he cares about you. And Ada is so dismissive of it. She's like, no, like, there's no way. Like, he doesn't feel anything for me. He's just my boss. I'm like, girl, like, what do we have to do to get you to actually see it? Honestly, her aunt and um, Bora's dad are like us. They represent us. 
whenever Bora and Ada come like on scene. I love them so much. And yeah, you're right. Like Ada is so clueless and so is Bora. But like, I think it's because they both have their their walls up. And the fact that all Ada sees is like, well, all she gets treated with is Bora like constantly telling her, you know, do this, do that. Sus. <laughs> and I think that's why she's kind of like, I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think he's jealous when everyone's like, yeah, girl, like he is. Yeah, you're right, Kat, because Bora and Ada both have that like they have their walls up. They have difficulty seeing what's right in front of them. And like everybody's telling them, like, open your eyes or everybody's bringing it to their attention, but they just aren't getting it. And it's because of their past, like Bora's past with his ex-girlfriend. Um, and then Ada's past with Ruzgar. And one day they're going to get it. They're going to be able to see it for what it is. And it's going to be amazing. So the next morning, again, Bora and Ada are leaving for work. And Ada apologizes. And Bora tells her it wasn't her fault, basically, that he got into a fight. Which is true. But we all know, like, he did it because of her. Like, he fought for her honor, basically, low-key. And again, Ada just serving with the looks. And then oh, she looked see... beautiful. Like yeah. I loved how she looked with her straight hair and like the cute little top that she had. I was like, oh my god, Ada. How are you? How is Jemray just this beautiful? I don't understand. So obviously in the background, you can see that Belma is spotted. Or Belma sees them talking and she obviously doesn't like that. Okay, I just gotta say that Belma, like <laughs> that scene of her being spotted right reminds me of that that gif of kim k where she's in the bushes and she comes out and she's smiling <laughs> it's like this lady someone need to control this lady like sneaking around in her house like she is a whole mom like for sure she is a uh, like the definition of a dz mom then we go to bora based company and they're having a meeting with the clients that they met with at the end of episode seven, I believe, when Bora um, and Tukche went to Ada's new restaurant job. And these clients are really impressed with Ada. And they tell Ada that they want her to come out in a commercial with Kuze and that they're willing to pay her one million lira. I, I don't um, know exactly how much money that is, but it sounds like a lot because everybody's like eyes like bulge out. And Ada tells them no. And you just see Bora's face and he has like this smirk on his face. And one of the guys, um, one of the, the client, um, the male clients is like, okay, we'll offer you 3 million lira. And on top of that, the company will also get a piece of that, like a piece of like the, I guess, like the profit. And like Tuche's like, oh my God, like Tuche right away is like, oh my God, like we'll take it. Like in her head, she's like thinking about the company. She's thinking about how beneficial this is going to be for them. But Bora and Ada are not. And Bora does not want Ada to accept this money. And he tells, he tells him, he's like, Ada, what's your answer? Like, what are you, like, tell them, tell them what's your answer. And then Ada's like, no. And Bora gets mad at the male client because I guess the male client wasn't respecting Ada's decision. And Bora just gets really upset. I mean, he's happy at the fact that Ada said no. But he's upset because it's like he's so jealous of her. He's so like he does not want her to be next to Kuze and these people were offering her money to be in a commercial with this freaking horrible dude, this annoying guy. And so we get Ada following Bora to his office. So 
in Bora's office, Bora, he again, like, he asked Ada why she went to the party, and Ada kind of, like, explains her character, like, that's just how she is you know she'll she she doesn't want to disappoint anyone and when she's like you know the hardest word in turkish is no at least for her it is and i, I really love that part it's kind of like she it's a way of explaining like herself you know maybe so he knows like her character maybe he'll think about that when she reveals like the truth that it's hard for her to say no to somebody else it's hard for her to hurt other people so she'd rather hurt herself instead you know and then she she's like why did you why'd you say no you know like that was three million dollars cha-ching cha-ching and <laughs> and um he's he's like he learned from that one person who ripped up a million dollar check in front of him and Marnie, you're like so right. Like the chemistry is like, oh my god. And then when they're like looking at each other's eyes for like a whole ass minute, I was like, I thought they were gonna kiss. Not gonna lie. I was like, full clown moment. Please kiss, 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 kiss. I'll pay the, for it. The way the way she was looking at him and the way he was just like gazing at her, I'm just like, how? Like, how do they do this? Like this tension, this chemistry, it's like they do it so well. And just the looks that they were sharing between each other. And Ada looked absolutely beautiful. Like, she looked like a goddess. And Borabe, we already know he looked hot as heck. But Always. then he, you know, they pulled away from each other. And she's leaving the office and she turns back and she looks at him. I'm just like, God, like, why? Like, why? It was so cute. I honestly got all my respect for Bora in like those two scenes where he he like stands up for what she wants. You know, he's like, she told you no, and no means no. You know, and yeah, their their little look. I was like, I love that dizzy look when they look back. It's it's like that look is like when they shook hands in the previous episode, and he's staring at his hand for like twenty minutes. Like, I will never wash you uh -huh. again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> honestly he probably never you know he hasn't washed his hand because he's just so in love with this girl and i just want to tell like boy just freaking tell her already but but you know they have to put that angst in the dz and one of the things like one of the things that i absolutely loved was when ada was explaining her character right so she gave that explanation we go to evram and um at yesemin and they're having this picnic date and we get Evram's backstory. And I absolutely loved it because not only did we get to understand Evram's character, but we further got to understand Ada and why she continues to lie and why she even married Ruzgar in the first place. And one of the things, so in terms of Evram's character, we find out that he grew up without his parents and that he had a, he had a mentor and this mentor was the one who actually taught him tarot cards. And the reason why Evram has like highlights in his hair is, to, I guess, in, in a way to pay homage to his mentor because that's how his mentor's hair was like. So we get to find out just a little bit about Evram. But then Evram tells um, Aunt Yesemin a very, very deep and personal story about his life. And he tells her, he says that he grew up without his parents. And he's like, kids who grow up without their parents, they live their life always apologizing for everything. 
and they're always asking for forgiveness and they feel like if they like they feel like they're always having to give and give and give and anytime they see a little bit of love or they receive a little bit of, of affection from someone they're they're going to try to do everything that they can to hold on to that even if it burns them and then he tells her he goes a kid's first experience with love right like they learn from love they learn how to love is through their parents and kids who grow up without their parents they always feel like they're missing something and they're trying to fill that void or fill that missing piece and because of that because they're constantly trying to kind of fit anything into that void that they feel they constantly make mistakes and as he's saying this to her we're having like it's like it's in the background as it's showing ada and it allows the audience to really get an in-depth look into ada's character and it, it gives you an explanation as to why ada is the way she is and why she feels like she constantly needs to seek out that acceptance from people right so that's why when she was telling bora it's hard for me to say no um it's hard for me to disappoint people which is why i'm always saying yes to them and now we know it's like because of that because and she doesn't want to disappoint people because likely for so long she's been disappointed herself and she doesn't want to disappoint anybody because she's afraid that if she does they'll leave her and that gets me to kind of understanding why she's being she's terrified to tell bora the truth because she knows that as soon as she does that image of herself in bora's eyes is going to break and she's going to be left alone again because she's feeling like bora is helping her heal and knowing that she's going to have like knowing that that truth can come out and that he would possibly leave her because of it she likely has abandonment issues and it's just absolutely heartbreaking and i really really appreciated that backstory that evram gave and i and i do think that it did do justice to ada's character and it did let us kind of know some of the actions that ada takes i i like i totally agree like i think the other like not wanting to say no all the time especially to bora like she finally found somebody who believes in her other than her family you know someone who knows that she can be a writer who has given who gave her that pen you know like i mean not in this episode but in the previous episodes and she really doesn't want to let go of like that respect i guess that he has for her even though he doesn't really show it in this episode we all know like he has so much respect for her and he really does believe in her and believe she could do more and she's just scared of losing that support i guess yeah it's so sad too like they're both just like scarred individuals and like i just want them to heal together same they deserve that yeah. <laughs> they deserve to get married and have babies and live a long life <laughs> exactly and we need we need that for them and then it shows him and i was so excited to see this scene but it was it was very short it was when um like ada's on top of the roof and she's just staring out at the city and bora's just right there just looking at her and you can tell he wants to go talk to her like but he's just he's just being so distant right now because he's hurt Oh, I wish that was actually like a scene with dialogue because you could like even in the short clip before that when Evram's talking and she's sitting at her her desk and she looks like so like out of it and then out of everybody he's the one that notices that she's not really being herself you know and then when we see him like looking at her it was like 
please go go to her just go, go to her. her exactly no I'm one's there to do it yes oh. get on the bench <laughs> so hopefully it's sooner than we think for ad board to be a couple because borobe's dad and aunt orteze nargis decide to definitely play team up and be and play cupid they are 100% team ad board like they know that these two are perfect for each other and they are yeah like ali said they're teaming up they're gonna hatch up a plan to get ad board together unlike borobe's mom belma who wants tuche for her son which why like what is the reason i don't see the connection she doesn't even know your granddaughter's name it's like let that dream go belma because we don't even know is tuche's story like is she rich i think she's rich but boris family's like really wealthy too i yeah i think it's more like she's the only somewhat suitable person around bora that she's like all right i guess you'll do and that's why she's like pushing her but yeah you're totally right like what did tuche call elif like she was like eva or whatever eva she called her like a name that was totally different than what elif's name is and elif was the one to correct her she's like it's elif it's like come on tuche like at least show a little bit of care to actually know bora's niece and i don't understand like this you know uh balma um she is so i i honestly think it's something that evram said in episode one i do have to go back and look because i think evram was doing tarot cards with balma at her at balma's house at well, at the at bora Bay's house and he said something about like tukche being bora's future or some something along those lines i'll have to go back and look but i think that's what it is so maybe the reason why balma and at yesemen are teaming up because Bama wants that future for her son that she believes the tarot cards are trying to tell her since Evram told her that. And then Aunt Yesaman is afraid of the curse and just wants Ada to not have to go through that. But it's like, come on, like, I mean, you're pulling them, you're pushing them to two people that are not right for them. And you're you're taking them away from the their the person that completes them. It's so sad. It really is. Like, Dizzy families are so clueless. They really are. Doesn't stop there with the family getting involved in Bora and Ada's relationship because Aunt Yasmin decides to drop her drink on the sweater, which she borrowed from Ada, and it had the ring in it. I don't know if you guys caught that. And she decides to put in the watch, but from some dizzy magic, the ring ends up getting an Elif's toy. And um, Ada is running around the house trying to find this ring. And finally, Elif finds the ring, Ada's ring, in her doll and puts it on her. And who comes in the doorway? Bora. And, you know, she sees Bora. Uh, Elif's like, look at my ring, uncle. And that's where Bora sees the initials inside the ring. And obviously, Ada comes walking in the doorway. Wow. And that's where we end. Well, well, we don't know if he sees the the initials. Like, we don't know if he actually saw the names in the ring. I mean, I, because that's that was like the big thing. It's like, did he see the names? Um, he did look at the ring and he was inspecting it. But we don't know if he actually saw the names. Honestly, I don't think he did. Not from what we see in the fragments. Like, oh, it true. you know, but it did like look like it was like, bro, that ring was up in your face. How could you have not seen the engraving? But it's a dizzy thing. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, we got two 
we got two fragments so well two fragments and the first one was this new assistant coming in and i want her out already i think every everybody wants her out and she's going to definitely make ada really jealous um was there anything else that happened in the first fragment besides the new assistant well Ada and Tuche are like back on their girl power thing to get rid of her. I honestly, Ooh, I love when they team up like that. It's like, because then it's not just Ada fighting some, you know, another person that's there to make her jealous. It's like both of them. So like, there's like double the power. And yeah, you're right. This Meltan lady, she's got to go. She's got to go. We got to do something to get her out. And she hugged. She hugged Bora Bay before Ada got the chance to. That right there deserves jail time. (laughs) (laughs) It does. You know what? I agree with you on that. And then we got the second fragment today. And I have watched it about 30 times now because it was so hot. Like that last scene where Bora catches Ada in his room and he locks the door and she like tries to get away from him she tries to open the door but she can't and he like you know he he grabs her by the forearm to keep her in place but he's like what why are you jealous like you're jealous of Meltem. like i know you're jealous and it's like they're just staring at each other you're just like oh my god oh my god are they gonna kiss but i very much doubt that they're gonna kiss but i know that episodes like i know episode nine is going to be bomb yeah i wish that they would kiss like because that whole scene was like so hot like you're so right like fire everywhere but um that i think it's gonna be kind of like a confrontation like like maybe towards the end of the episode about like after all the the things that ada and tuche do to like get her out of the way you know jealous ada and then he's like oh so you were jealous it's gonna be kind of like a like a small confrontation of their feelings but who knows? Like, it's so hot. Hotter than this weather. Um, do you girls think there's going to be a kiss in episode nine? I wish, but I doubt it. <laughs> um, like, Oral B come through. Or, but Oral B. I think it's going to be 10. 10. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to be 10. I think we're going to get a kiss in 10. 10 but is I, our lucky number. It, it is a good number. It's a good number in DZ land. And I think that wraps up our discussion on Bat Oinu. Bolum eight. Um, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Kat, thank you so so much for being a special guest on our podcast. We had so much fun and we hope you did too. Yes, Kat, we really appreciate it. Don't worry, listeners, you will expect her on our AMI podcast, which we'll be releasing a couple days after BO. So just get ready to listen to her thirst over Ozan Bay as well as she did with Bora Bay some more. Thank you for like asking me again to be on here. It was so much fun. And I hope everyone has like a good time listening because it was so much fun recording with you guys. And yeah, I'll see you at the AMI podcast. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Oh, whoop, oh no. Whoop. What, what was it that Kuse said? Sakano bro. Sakano bro. So with that being said, bro. <laughs> we hope you have a good a good day and or good evening and uh can't wait for you guys to come by with us next week bye bye suck no bro ow ow, ow. ow, ow, ow.